Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul is thirsty. Thank you, Jesus, for a brand new day. Lord, I say thank you this morning. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me once again into your presence. Thank you for the grace to wake up this morning. Thank you for the gift of life, for the gift of your message. Lord, be glorified forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. We thank you because you are a good God. We thank you this morning because you are a faithful God. Scripture says that you watch over your word to perform them. Lord, you watch over us like an eagle watches over its cheek. Lord, you watch over us to bless us, to do good to us. So this morning we say thank you. We worship you because you are Jehovah. We worship you this morning because you are Yahweh. We worship you because you are the ancient of days. You are worthy to be praised. Be glorified forevermore in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we come into your presence once again, we ask, Lord, that you will speak to us this morning. We ask, Father, that as we read your word once again, Lord, speak to our hearts. Help us to learn in your presence and let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We start a new period, okay, in our study and reading of the Bible. So we just finished the book of Daniel. After the book of Daniel, the next book is the book of Osea. And it's important that I lay uh, the background, okay? So um, in our own Bible, we call this the minor prophets, okay? So the next 12 books, we call them the minor the minor prophets, okay? Osea, Indo, uh, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Indo, uh, the book of Jonah, Indo, and Agai, Zachariah, Malak, Malachi, you know, we call this the minor prophets. Okay, but um, when, the, of course, the Jews were the original owner of this book, they called this the 12 prophets, okay? They are all in one scroll. And it's important, you know, to, to understand um, them like that, okay? So you, when you're studying this period, obviously we've gone past this period in that we've already got into the book of daniel apart from the book of agai zachariah and malachi every other book was before the book of daniel and so they reflect on different different aspects in the life of the people of israel okay um the their personal life how it impacted the society how each person the way we live can 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 impact society how the fact that look sometimes it looks like uh, the wicked is not always punished 
but there are always consequences there are always consequences for our actions okay so you want to read this 12 this next next 12 books you want to read them in that context for example the first five okay of the six books that you find here osir joel amos obadiah and mika they reflect on the effect of people's sins okay both on their conduct you know how they acted towards the covenant god has with with the the nation of israel okay so with the nation of israel now i will not be separating between israel and judah osia for example speaks more to israel yes speaks more to israel but prophesies i'm telling you you will see prophesies that a time will come when israel and judah will return from exile okay so very very important then the next three books nahum abakok uh, and zaphaniah concerns you know looks at the punishment for sins the punishment for sins and so when we are reading this book you know that is the context in which we, we must look at them the last three prophetic books you know Agai, zachariah malachi you know were set around the period that daniel was when the children of israel were trying to come back from ex exile malachi of course is the last book of of the bible of our own bible okay like i said it's in one scroll you know uh, for the jewish people but this looks at a time of restoration for the nation a time of renewal and and the likes so as we read you know uh, allow this um understanding come to you allow understand that as we read the book of osia for example god is addressing the way the people were living and that can be a big lesson for us okay so get ready we'll start the book of osia today but before i take the book of osia i would like to uh, take on one question i received from sister gifts you know who said um in studying the book of daniel very interesting for our you know it's pushed her to go back in fact she asked me to you know to send her all of the studies you know we did on the book of revelation okay so i i will i'll get that back to you ma okay but she also asked that look i uh, i promised that i was going to address the uh, the particular city that the antichrist was going to come from and i thought i did address address it i i remember in one of um the episode i did say that you want to pay attention to what happened to the during the the, the period of the third beast you know where the fun on four ons emerge and from one of them a prominent on appeared and i did see that look that was antichrist epiphanes who was a type of the antichrist um that period okay those four prominent ones you know covered greece um egypt turkey and syria okay syria that was more uh, in our in the time of the bible was more babylon okay so it was from babylon that antichrist epiphanes actually rode from syria okay so and i said that you want to pay attention to it because in my personal opinion i remember i did say that, that in my personal opinion i think it was laying helping us understand what the real antichrist was going to do so you want to pay attention so let me just uh, be let me be fair here there is no one who will tell you 
to your face that this one person is the antichrist what we have done is have a good understanding of things we want to be paying attention so that when we are seeing those things jesus says that look you are able to discern the weather okay you should be able to understand the times also when we are seeing those things we can uh, be able to discern that this is the person so again i say pay attention to those four countries pay attention to greece syria turkey and egypt okay Pay attention to them. Um, pay attention to what is happening around those nations. Let forget about Russia. Forget about about the U.S. They are not uh, so important in the scheme or in the scheme of things when it comes to the end time. Okay. Pay attention to uh, the region of the of the of the ten kings. The king kings will come from the revised Roman Empire. The revised Roman Empire just talks about the first Roman Empire. The ten major regions you're talking about Italy, uh, the um, in the UK. You're talking about uh, the Netherlands, Hungary. You know the old Yugoslavia. Okay, this this were some of the the powerful nations then, or where the ten kings were located. So you want to pay attention to all of those also. But I say pay attention to Syria. Yes, that's where I will be looking at. Not necessarily that um, this person, okay, is um, maybe born in Syria. So when the ISIS war was happening, I'm telling you, my antennas were up because I was watching for the things that were happening around that around that period. Okay, so uh, that is the best I think I can do. Just pay attention to the countries that surround there. But we know that it's going to come from the revised Roman Empire very important all right get your bibles let's read the book of osia it says that the lord gave this message to osia son of beheri um during the years when uzziah jotam ahaz and ezekiah were kings of judah and jeroboam son of jehoash was king of israel okay so if you remember we did have studied this period and i remember i i used to uh, do this by telling us the good and 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 the bad kings that led judah and led israel okay so it said that this was during the period of uzziah if you go back and check during the period of uzziah before uzziah you have jehoash you had amaziah they were two great kings two good kings you had uzziah who was a good king himself then you had jotam okay who was a good king uh the only commander in the middle there was ahaz ahaz was a was a very terrible king before you had ezekiah come back and restore the nation okay so it meant that during this period in the land in the land of judah okay it was a good time it was a time of revival apart from the period of Ahaz. However, Israel was not so lucky. From the period of Jeroboam the first, this is Jeroboam the second. This is case uh, from the period of Jeroboam the first, where he just plunged the nation into idolatry. Israel never had it, never had it good. It was always so bad for them. Okay, so that is the period in which Osea 
is set and God begins to give him different messages. Let's go. It says that, um, and Jeroboam, son of Jehoash, was king of Israel. Verse 2 says, when the Lord first began speaking to Israel through Osir, he said to him, go and marry a prostitute. Okay, we should not. <laughs> uh, in Israel, naturally, uh, it should not be. Okay, so versions, other versions says a, a promiscuous woman. Okay, but go and marry a prostitute. Um, but God was trying to use this to send a message to the nation. Okay, if you heard that a prophet did this, I'm, I'm telling you, you would pay attention which was the intention so it says so that some of our children will be conceived in prostitution this will illustrate how israel has acted like a prostitute by turning against the lord and worshiping other gods okay so remember this is israel not judah it's not putting them together three says so osia married goma the daughter of diblem and she became pregnant and gave osia a son and the Lord said, name the child Jezreel. Jezreel, I'm sure you've not forgotten the valley of Jezreel. It was a place of, of fighting, of, of, of battle. It says, name the child Jezreel, for I am about to punish King Jehu's dynasty to avenge the murder he committed at Jezreel. I'm sure you've not forgotten <laughs> Jehu, Jehu, that Elijah, you know, uh, sent someone to go and anoint. <laughs> and as soon as they told him that he was going to be, he was going to be king, uh, he didn't even wait. He just went ahead and killed and killed the the king before him and made himself king. He says, "For I am about to punish King Jehu's dynasty, dynasty to avenge the murder he committed at Jezreel. In fact, I will bring an end to Israel's independence." I'm telling you, it was always so bad, so bad from for for Israel. Okay, during this period before Jeroboam's okay uh, time, you had Jehu, you had Jehoahaz, you have Jehoash. Okay, before you have Jeroboam, God said, look, I am going to punish, punish the dynasty, the dynasty of Jehu, everything that he told he accomplished. I am going to wipe it out because of the evil he did. Yes, he says, uh, avenge the murders he committed at Jezreel. In fact, I will bring an end to Israel's independence. I will break its military power in the Jezreel Valley. Sixth, he says, soon Goma became pregnant again and gave birth, birth to a daughter. And the Lord said, the Lord said to Osir, name your daughter Loruhama. Loruhama, not loved. Yes, that's what Loruhama means. For I will no longer show love to the people of Israel or forgive them. How? Wow, that was that was strong. And I'm telling you, majority of us will let God. I can't do this, but this was a prophet, and this was his calling, and so he understood that God was trying to send a message to the nation. Obviously, he was always going to be saved. His family would be saved okay but this was supposed to be a message to the nation god says for i will no longer show love to the people of israel or forgive them seven says but i will show love to the people of judah okay so like i said god separated between judah and israel and for judah it was a time of revival he says i will free them from their enemies 
He says, I will free them from their enemies, not with weapons. Talking about Judah, I will free them from their enemies, not with weapons and uh, not with weapons and armies or horses and chariots, as, uh, but by my power as the Lord their God. It says that after Goba had weaned Loruama, she again became pregnant and gave birth to a second son. And the Lord said, Name him Lo Amim. Lo Amim, not my people. That's what that means. It says, For Israel is not my people, and I am not their God. Okay? So remember that God never always casts his people away forever. But God was telling them, Because of your actions, because of the way you are living, you are no longer my people. I'm telling you, <laughs> just thank God for the blood of Jesus, for the sacrifice Jesus did for us, in that it made it possible that once and forever, God will never be, will never say that we are not his people. Every time he looks down, even when he sees our actions, he understands that they are covered by the blood. And so when we call on the name of God, when we when we stand under the covering of that blood, God has literally has no choice but than to listen to us. Ten says, yet the time will come when Israel's people will be like the sands of the seashore. Remember that it was about oh, just a little bit lower than you know, less than 60 years after Jeroboam's the second time that Israel was carried off into exile okay so Osea was prophesying long okay 60 years before that would happen and then some over 200 years before it would happen to Judah themselves it says that it says look yet the time will come when Israel's people will be like the sands of the seashore too many to count says then at the place where they were told you are not my people it will be said you are the children of the living god in other words god was going to accept them back he says that then the people of judah and israel will unite together wow remember you know we we actually read this in the book of ezekiel when ezekiel was talking about look the nation coming back from exile together he says yes he said the people will unite together they will choose one leader for themselves and they will return from exile together I'm telling you, remember that Osea was prophesying and talking about during this period, it was a time or it was a good time. Israel had good kings, okay? Good kings that were looking for the land to be to be restored. There was revival in the land. People were living well. But God was already talking about them going to exile and that they were going to come back together. We've read the story. We know that Cyrus was going to be the one who issued the, the decree for people to begin to return to return back to the land of Israel. He says, and they will return from exile to great together. What a day that will be, the day of Jezreel, when God will again plant his people in his land. And I'm telling you, God did plant his people in their land. Yes, they are still there to this day. Hosea chapter 2 says that in that day you will call your brothers Amim, my people, and you will call your sister Ruhama, the ones I love. You see how God has now removed the law in their name, okay? 
the name of the two Lohamim and Lo Ruhama and has now changed it to Amim and Ruhama. In other words, he was trying to say, you know, give a message to the nation. And I'm telling you, um, sadly, the nation, they did not get it because this was 60 years before they went into exile. They will eventually go into exile. It says, too, but now bring charges against Israel, your mother, for she is no longer my wife and I am no longer a husband. Tell her to remove the prostitute makeup from her face and the clothing that exposes her breasts. Otherwise, I will strip her as naked as she was on the day she was born. I will leave her to die of thirst and in the dry and barren wilderness. Says, and I will not love her children, for they were conceived in prostitution. Their mother is a shameless prostitute and became pregnant in a shameful way. She said, I will run after other lovers and sell myself to them for food and water, for clothing of wool and linen, and for olive oil and drinks. Okay, so while it looks as if it is talking about his wife, it was intended to be a message to the nation. It says, For this reason, I will fence her in uh, with thorn bushes i will block her path with a wall to make her lose her way when she runs after her lovers she won't be able to catch them she will search for them uh, but not find them then she would think i might as well return to my husband for i was better off with him than i than i am now and i'm telling you eventually that is what will happen to the nation right god literally fenced them in assyria carried off israel into exile Babylon will carry Judah into exile and then and then in exile okay while they had Daniel with them while they had Ezekiel with them they will eventually realize how far we are falling you know and then they will consider that they want to go back they wanted to go back to God that is what God is saying through Hosea he says then they will think I might as well return to my husband for I was better off with him than I am now she doesn't realize it was I who gave her everything she has the grain the new wine the olive oil I even gave her silver and gold but she gave all my gifts to Baal ha Yes, that was what the nation did. Says, but now I will take back the ripened grain and new wine I generously provided each harvest season. I will take away the wool and needle clothing I gave her to cover her nakedness. I will strip her naked in public while all her lovers look on. No one will be able to rescue her from my hands. Yes, it did happen to the nation, both to Israel and to Judah. No one was able to rescue them from the hand of God. He says, I will put an end to our annual festivals, our new moon celebration, and our Sabbath days, all our appointed festival, festivals. I will destroy our grapevine and, and fig trees, things she claims our lovers gave her. I will let them grow into tangled tickets and where only wild animals will eat the fruit i will punish her for all those th- those times where she burnt incense to her images of Baal, when she put on her earrings and jewels and went out to look for her lovers but forgot all about me says the lord okay so it would have looked like as if Hosea was saying this to his wife who was a prostitute but god was using it yes god was using it to tell the nation that look no 
it is time to return to me. Remember, this is 60 years before Israel themselves were carried off into exile. Hosea goes on, verse 14, But then I will win her back once again. I will lead her into the desert and speak tenderly to her there. I will return her vineyards to her and transform the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. She will give herself to me there, and she, as she did long ago when she was young, when I freed her from her captivity in Egypt. Okay, so you realize that it was Israel that God was talking to. Since when that day comes, says the Lord, you will call me, uh, you will call me my husband instead of my master. Hmm. He says, O Israel, I will wipe the many names of Baal from your lips and you will never mention them again. Let me take 16 again. He says, when that day comes, says the Lord, you will call me my husband. In other words, what God was looking from, for looking for from Israel was a relationship. Okay, It was not intended to be a master-servant relationship. It was supposed to be, in quotes, a husband and a wife relationship. God calls us to worship him. God calls us to serve him, not as servants. No but as those who love and worship God. And that was the same thing God was telling the nation of Israel. So when we round up today, I, I want us to be able to say this morning that, love, Lord, I just love you with all my heart. I know that I am not a servant. Lord, I am a son and I worship you in the purity and the beauty of your holiness. Hallelujah. 17 says, O Israel, I will wipe the many names of Baal from your mouth, and you will never mention them again. On that day, I will make a covenant with all the wild animals and the birds of the sky and the animals that scurry along the ground so they will not harm you. I will remove all weapons of war from the land, all swords and bows, so you can live unafraid in peace and safety. I will make you my wife forever, showing you righteousness and justice, unfailing love and compassion. I will be faithful to you and make you mine, and you will finally know me as the Lord. Okay, this will not happen until the Messiah shows forth, until Jesus pays that price on the cross of Calvary. So that was the time that God was prophesying or was telling the nation about. Sadly, up to now, Israel has still not accepted, as a nation who accepted their Messiah. 21 says, In that day, I will answer, says the Lord. I will answer the sky as it pleads for clouds, and the sky will answer the earth with rain. Then the earth will answer the testy cries of the grain, the grapevines, and the olive trees and they in turn will answer Jezreel, God plants. At that time, I will plant a crop of Israelites and raise them for myself. I will show I will show love to those I call not loved and to those I call not my people. I will say, now you are my people and they will reply, you are our God. Wow, I'm telling you, uh, this will not happen for the nation of Israel until yeah, sadly, it is when the rapture happens that Israel will be saved, will become to will start turning to God as a nation. Alright, let's read Osea chapter 3, and this is where we will end this one. 
today because Osea's wife will be redeemed. Remember, he married her a prostitute. He says, Then the Lord said to me, Go and love your wife again, even though she committed adultery with another lover. Uh, this will illustrate that the Lord was the lord still loves israel even though the people have turned to other gods and love to worship them See, so i bought her back for 15 pieces of silver and five bushels of barley and a measure of wine then i said to her you must live in my house for many days and stop your prostitution during this time you will not have sexual relations with anyone not even with me this shows that israel will go a long time without a king or prince and without sacrifices sacred priests or even idols i'm telling you i don't know whether osia realized what he was saying but what we just read in verse 4 is the position that israel is still in up to now okay Israel is in quote without a king or a priest, without sacrifices. The temple has been destroyed when the Roman, the Roman Empire finally destroyed the temple. It has not been rebuilt again. Okay, so they are waiting until that time. It says this shows that Israel will go a long time, a long time without a king or prince or without sacrifices, sacred pillars, priests, or even idols. Yes, that is where Israel is until now. But I remember I said when we read the book of Daniel, the Antichrist will come. He will rebuild that temple for them and enter into a covenant with them. Sadly, until the rapture happens, then they will realize. Five says, but afterwards the people will return and devote themselves to the Lord their God and to David's descendants their king. He says, in the last days they will tremble in awe of the Lord and of his goodness. Did you realize how Osea verse chapter 3 does ended there connecting with the book of Daniel yes in the last in the last days they will tremble in hell when the rapture happens which is like the the time bomb that starts that starts you know um um the tribulations beginning Israel will realize that we missed our Messiah Ah, and God will send, I'm telling you, God will send them Elijah and Moses again, literally. We read that in the book of Daniel, okay, to help the nation to become, to be restored back to him. Yes, Israel will be saved. In fact, they will, they will save a mighty, a, a great number of people. It will be amazing. Hallelujah. All right, I want us to just begin to thank God for this morning. It's been interesting. We have seen that, look, God cares about the way we live. God cares about the way we live. Israel, 60 years before they were carried off into exile, God was already warning them, telling them about the way that they were living. They had to make changes. We know the full story. We know that they never bothered. They never cared. Okay? Um, And because of that, eventually, they would be carried off into exile. Eventually, Judah will will join them and be carried off into exile. But God always loves his people. And that is why he sent Jesus to die for them, to die for you, to die for me. And for those of us that have accepted Jesus, I'm telling you, you are so blessed this morning. Once again, I want us to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. 
thank you that I am able to worship you. Thank you, Lord, that you you redeemed me back to yourself. Will you go ahead and thank God this morning in the mighty name of Jesus? Thank you, Lord, because you redeemed me back to yourself. Thank you, Lord, because I can worship you this morning. Lord, I give you all the glory. I give you all the praise. My prayer this morning, Lord, is that you will take me deeper in, in my work with you. Help me to love you more and more in the mighty name of Jesus. I know that as I love you more and more, Lord, it will reflect in my life. So, Father, cause me to love you more and more in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you this morning. Bless your people as we go. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.